0: Well, it's a good morning to be together, isn't it? It's a good morning to celebrate life and moving forward. I, I hope that you are taking the opportunity to experience the 21-day challenge that we've put out before you as a church family. If you've missed that um, or you're not sure what I'm talking about, you can go to calvaryneworleans.com slash next. And there is a 21-day Revive Your Soul reading plan that's been designed and written Just for you, not only a reading plan, but also some very intentional prayer points. Um, Here's the thing. Perhaps you've been out and you've been around and you see people trying to get back to normal, right? And they're thinking about next. People are doing life next. Uh, My challenge to you is that um, if you're going to do that as a person in every area of your life, why not also revive your soul? Why not be able to say, um, I'm going to move forward forward in my relationship with God, regardless of what has happened in your past or in the last year or in your life, I'm going to choose to move forward by faith. I read a great, I read a great article this week that talked about you're either leading and you're moving forward or you're failing. Wow. I mean, there's no in between in that. You're either choosing that I'm going to overcome as an individual and move forward by faith, Or you're still stuck, worrying, fear has taken over, and and therefore you're in a holding pattern and perhaps you're moving even backwards. That is not how God has designed you as his child, nor is that what God desires for you as his child. He has equipped you, loves you enough to help you move forward in your life, and you do so by faith and not fear. And our 21-day revive your soul reading plan is just for you so i'm going to encourage you go download that today's message is the same as last week i'm going to pull today's message out of one of our devotional readings from this week so grab your bibles and we're going to look at second chronicles chapter 15 and 16 we're going to take a couple of passages out of there today and i hope that you're walking through that if you've missed it don't feel bad Just pick right up where it is, because the days have been numbered, the readings have been broken out for you, and I promise you, if you will walk through this, you are going to feel your soul catch fire because of what God did for people just like you in his word and what he can do for you today. So today we're going to look at an example of someone who learned this great lesson of how to move forward by faith. I can't think of a better Sunday. Than to remind us as a church family of how important it is to think not only of ourselves, but of the next generation. I mean, every one of us here today, we have a mom, right? We have been brought into this world for a purpose and a design. And then today we were reminded of the gift of life, these wonderful children that we dedicated. And that's about a generation that is ahead of us. That's literally thinking, God, how do I help even the next generation move forward by faith? Next Sunday is a big Sunday for us here at Calvary, May the 16th. Because on May the 16th, that is a part of our next strategy to take care of our house. And part of taking care of our house is upgrading our facilities for families. And there's a two-phase approach to that. Phase one, we begin to take care of some of our exterior needs. CalvaryNewOrleans.com forward slash next. And we've talked about this. You can look at all of that. And next Sunday is our first offering in that strategy. It's a one time significant gift to get this project moving. And let me be very clear as a leader, by faith, we are starting this project at the beginning of June. That's what we're doing. We're going to start it, but it depends upon us as God's people being faithful. And next Sunday, whether you do it digitally online, which we're encouraging, or you come and you're ready to give a significant gift next week, I want you to think... That is impacting the next generation of Calvary. Just like people came before me to give us a house to worship in. And to serve the Lord and to grow in our faith. And we were a part of that process on the backs of others. So too we will think forward. And we will do that next week. As well as making a three-year commitment. Because here's what I believe. God's church, God's people, when they look forward in faith. They are able to tackle things that other people say that's impossible, they can't do. And over the next three years, I believe that we not only can complete projects here, but we can pay for them. We can get it done. And I know that when we act in faith, not only taking care of this house, but taking care of our ministries to the families that will come after us. There's nothing greater. That is a part of being a great blessing to not only the families now, but the families of the future. And I want to encourage you this week, pray about that. And here's why. 2 Chronicles chapter 15. When we look at 2 Chronicles chapter 15, I'm going to remind you of the life lesson that we're talking about. We've been looking at this over the last several weeks, and it's very simple. I want this to sink in. and, And I realize now this is, What, week number four that Pastor Michael is saying the same thing. What, has he lost his mind? No. But I want us to get this. If, if, if we act in faith toward God, then, then, then we can see him respond in faithfulness to us. If we act in faith toward God, then we can see him respond in faithfulness back toward us. So many times in life, we live, even as believers, even as his children, we live that principle backwards. (laughs) What do we want? We want God to be faithful to us first. And because of his grace and his mercy and his kindness, he usually is (laughs) because he's God. He's not like us. But if you really want to see God move strongly on your behalf, it requires faith on your part to act in faith toward him, to choose him, his way, his will over your life. And then you can see him do things that a child of faith, only a child of faith will be able to see. Today, we're going to look at a king who learned this lesson in a very important way. In 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 1 through 4, begins to say this. Now, the Spirit of God came on Azariah, the son of Obed, and he went out to meet Asa. If you've done your 21-day reading, you will remember this from Asa's life. There are some highlights of faith, and then there are some lapses of faith. And quite frankly, we're all going to have both. So how do you maximize the highlights in your life to be able to move forward by faith? He went out and he met Asa and he said to him, listen to me, Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. And if you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you abandon him... He will abandon you. For many days Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest and without the law. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and they sought him. And he let them find him. Moving to verse 10. So the people, they assembled at Jerusalem in the third month of the 15th year of Asa's reign. They sacrificed to the Lord on that day 700 oxen, 7,000 sheep from the spoils they had brought. They entered into the covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. And whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel was to be put to death, whether small or great, man or woman. Moreover, they made an oath to the Lord with a loud voice, with shouting, with trumpets and with horns. And all Judah rejoiced concerning the oath. For they had sworn, look, with all their hearts and had sought him earnestly. And he, the Lord, he let them find him. So the Lord gave them rest on every side. Sounds like a good season of life where God's people were moving forward by faith. Then look at chapter 16 with me. Verse 1. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, Baasha king of Israel came up against Judah and fortified Ramah in order to prevent anyone from going out or coming in to Asa king of Judah. Then Asa brought out silver and gold from the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the king's house. And he sent it to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, who lived in Damascus, saying, A treaty must be made between you and me, and as there was between my father and your father. Behold, I have sent you silver and gold. Now go break your treaty with Baasha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. Verse 7, at that time, Hanani the seer came to Asa king of Judah and said to him, because you have relied on the king of Aram and have not relied on the Lord your God, for that reason, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lumim, an immense army with very many chariots and horsemen, yet because you relied on the Lord, he handed them over to you. Look at this. For the eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth so that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. But you have acted foolishly in this. Indeed, from now on, you will have wars. Then Asa was angry with the seer and he put him in prison for he was enraged at him for this. And Asa mistreated some of the people at the same time. Now, the acts of Asa, from the first to the last, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And in the thirty-ninth year of his reign, Asa became diseased in his feet. His disease was severe. Yet, even in his disease, look at this, he did not seek the Lord, but rather the physicians. So Asa lay down with his fathers, and he died in the forty-first year of his reign. Now, take that context. Here you have this man of faith. Who is following the Lord and trusting in him by faith in one season of life. And then in another season of life, what does he do? He tries to solve all of his problems himself. He tries to solve all of his issues in life with the wisdom of others. Treaties with others. News from physicians and experts of the world. Whom God uses. But whom are not God. And Asa was taught a very important lesson. If. If. You will act in faith toward God. Then you will see Him respond in faithfulness toward you. The whole book of 2 Chronicles, and this is why we have broken it out for you to read during this season of life to encourage you to allow your soul to catch on fire again as you move forward in life by faith. To allow your heart to recommit and renew a commitment to the mission of God in your life and in this church. And to be a part of something that is for the next generation of life. Not only remembering a day like today that is life-giving, but also remembering God is a life-giving God. The Lord is a life-giving God and he has his best for you if you trust him by faith. Faith is not always what you seek. Faith is not always what you know. Faith is not always about how well you can solve a problem with your ability, with your resource, with your might, and your intellect. As a matter of fact, quite frankly, and most often, faith is entirely opposite than all of those things. Faith is going to God first. And it's not just a religious experience or a ritual or a tipping of the hat where you say, yes, the good man upstairs, yeah, he'll, he'll take care of everything. <laughs> That's not faith. Faith is this genuine practice of authentically seeking God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And if we as his children will do that, the Bible says, then he was found by them. I love these two passages from our reading because they point out some things that I think will help you today. And, and it's funny because, you know, I, I was asked, okay, how in the world are you going to get a Mother's Day message out of Second Chronicles? Um, the truth is, I'm not. <laughs> If you've done the reading so far through um, 2 Chronicles, what you'll find is there aren't many good examples of moms. I would have had to have dug really deep and said, you see this woman, Adaliah, don't be like her, moms, because she wasn't a very good example of faith. But what could you learn from 2 Chronicles? And moms, not only is this for you, but gentlemen, this is for you as well as we think about moving forward by faith. What is it? Going back to something I said a while back and one of my staff members said that stuck out to me still rings true today. What is it that your mom really wants? What is it that your spouse really wants for you in her household? What is it that women of faith really want in our lives? What do they want? They want us to get right with God. More than anything else, the moms in your life, they want you to have a living, vibrant faith relationship with God that is life-changing they want you to know Jesus that's what moms really want well if I if I think about that and I think about us moving forward by faith this example today from Asa's life is powerful and there's a few things that stand out for each and every one of us to look ahead to what God has for us next by faith if we act in faith toward God, we can see him respond in faithfulness to us. And how do we know this? The first thing that stands out in the first part of the passage that we read is, is beautiful. And it's simple. And it is still true today. And that is the Lord is with you when you are with him. Isn't that good? The Lord is with you when you are with him. When you act in faith toward God, it is an expression that, Lord, I am with you. Lord, I choose you. Lord, I'm willing to listen to you, to follow you. Lord, I'm going to move beyond things that have kept me in bondage. And I'm going to move forward by faith into your best in my life. God, I'm going to trust you for that. Lord, I am with you. And Asa was reminded. The Lord is with you when you are with him. The converse is also true. And I want that to seek in just a moment for us as people who are trying to genuinely pursue a growing relationship with God. We don't like the converse thought. But have you ever been in a season of life where nothing just worked out? Now, here's the thing. If I'm honest about my own life in seasons like that, I have to ask myself a question. Is it not working out because I'm not choosing to follow the Lord? Is it not working out because I'm not willing to trust him in the midst of everything else? Am I trying to solve all the problems my way, by my emotions, by my my feelings or my intellect or my ability? There's a lot of times in life where things just don't work out. And I have to ask myself the question, when I'm pursuing things my way and they don't work out the way that I planned or that I thought or that I wanted, is it because I was pursuing it with the Lord or was I pursuing it for myself? And I think if we're honest with ourselves for just a moment, most of the time in our lives, what we pursue is for ourselves. And Asa is reminded of this early on, early on in his faith journey. If you will be with the Lord. In other words, if you will choose the Lord in your direction, in your life, in your thinking, in your ruling, in your opportunities. If you will choose the Lord, then the Lord will choose to bless you. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And it's very simple as a part of our faith journey. It doesn't mean things are always easy. It doesn't mean things always turn out the way that we want. But if we choose the Lord and he is with us, then he has a way of working it out for good all the time for those who love him and are called according to his purpose and his name. That's what he does. Asa needed this reminder, just like you and I need this reminder. If I am with the Lord, then the Lord is with me. But conversely, if I turn my back on the Lord, which nobody wants to hear this, Nobody wants to live this way. We want the blessing of God without choosing the way of God. But we have a very simple reminder. And oh, and by the way, don't say to me, well, that's the Old Testament. This principle is true from the beginning to the end. If you choose the Lord, he chooses you. If you reject the Lord, well, unfortunately, even Jesus said, if you can't acknowledge me here on earth, then I can't acknowledge you in heaven. Whoa, come on, Jesus, be a little nicer than that. Jesus was a man. Jesus was a man of truth. Jesus was a man of faith. And as the son of God, he knew to tell his children the best way. And the best way is, Lord, I will choose you because I know when I choose your way, you, God, are in charge of blessing that. And the Lord will choose you. Great reminder to Asa. Great reminder to us about our faith and trusting in the Lord. Secondly... We find the Lord when we seek earnestly for him. We find the Lord when we seek earnestly for him. Part of your 21-day reading adventure that you're on right now was designed intentionally to go through this book of 2 Chronicles. There are some great moments in 2 Chronicles. And we find the Lord when we look for him and we search for him earnestly and intentionally in our lives. Yes, I love the music too, don't you? (laughs) We find the Lord when we look for him earnestly and intentionally in our lives. And that's a challenge for us, isn't it? Because what we do so often as people, and Asa needed to be reminded of this, we seek for God casually. We want God's blessing for us when it's convenient for us. But to seek the Lord earnestly by faith means that genuinely, we seek for him with our heart and with our soul. And yes, even as Jesus said, with our mind and with our strength, we seek for him. Do you know when most of us seek for God the most? When it's bad. Think about it. When do most of us seek for the Lord the most? When it's not going our way. That's when our hearts and our souls and our minds and our strength get attuned. When we really need him. Don't wait. Until you need him to experience his blessing in this life. Seek him now while he may be found. The Bible says he was found by them because they sought for him with all of their heart and with all of their might. Don't wait until bad news happens or pandemics happen again. Or your job gets threatened or things break down that you thought were going to move forward. Seek him now while he may be found. For we find him When we seek for him, we seek for him earnestly with all of our heart, with all of our soul. Number three, one of my favorite verses in scripture comes from this passage. The eyes of the Lord search for those whose hearts are completely committed to him. The eyes of the Lord search. The Bible tells us his eyes roam to and fro throughout the earth. This was a word to Asa. The eyes of the Lord are looking for those whose hearts are completely committed to him. Those are the ones whom the Lord looks to. Those are the ones to whom the Lord grants favor, deliverance, blessing, his goodness, and his kindness, undeserved but yet unlimited. Those are the ones that God gives his best to, the ones whose hearts are completely committed to him. Now, where was this verse spoken in Asa's life? Don't miss it. This verse was spoken to Asa, one of my favorites, but spoken to him in a moment where he tried to broker a deal to cover his backside by leaning on the strength of someone else. He basically was offering a bribe to another king to break his treaty with the people coming against him so he could protect himself. And God says to him, because you think That they are going to cover you. That you can bribe someone else. And you're not coming to me first. Guess what? Now all of that peace that you had. All of those blessings that you had. All of that favor that you had. All of the protection that you had. That I provided for you. I'll just take it back. Oh man. And what God tells him is. Because my eyes were watching. And your heart which used to be completely committed to me, now is more interested in bartering deals to protect you? Let's see how that works out for you. And Asa and the people of God, likewise, from that point forward, experienced great difficulty because instead of acting toward faith, in faith toward God and watching God respond in faithfulness to them, he chose to solve it his own way. When I think about the challenges that we've faced as a church in the last year and the things that we look ahead to even next week, this summer and beyond, they are real. You can either solve those challenges, you can approach your giving, you can approach your life, your recreation, your resource, your job. And you can approach it in human strength or you can say, God, I'm going to search my heart And I'm going to lay my heart out before you. And God, I want your blessing on all that I have. God, I want your blessing on my household, on my children, on my job, on my recreation, on the things that I pursue. So God, my heart is yours. And I'm going to seek you first because I know that you know. I know that your eyes are searching the earth for those whose hearts are completely his. Now, let me help you with that for just a moment, because I know that for many of us, you might stand and go, well, there have been seasons of life where my heart wasn't fixed on the Lord. Do you have any of those? Yeah, we could spend all morning talking about that, right? But I'm not talking about what used to be in your life. I'm talking about what is. There's a moment where Asa chose to not turn to the Lord, but we all have the same moment in our lives where you choose to say, God, I'm going to turn my heart to you. Now, I'm going to choose to move forward by faith in my life now because you're the one who's looking, who's watching, who can deliver, who can bring about your best in my life. And you are the one who I want to commit to with my heart completely. That's when we see the blessings of God in our lives. And that brings me to the last thing. The Lord is always ready for us to turn back to him. The Lord is always ready. The Lord is always ready for us to turn back to him. You may have looked on Instagram and followed us online this week and and saw that I referenced this part of the story um, to you this week about what happened in Asa's life. He became diseased in his feet, the Bible says, and it was very severe. And he had a moment in his life, and the Bible highlights this moment, and we should learn from this moment. In this moment, Asa has an opportunity and the Lord was ready for Asa to turn back to him. The Lord was willing for Asa to turn back to him. But the Bible tells us that Asa, instead of humbling his heart and returning his heart to the Lord, the same Lord who had blessed him in the first half of his leadership journey, who was willing to be with him in the second half of his leadership journey. The same Lord was there in this moment saying. All you have to do Asa with the disease in your feet. With the pandemic in your world. With the challenge to your home. Or your job. Or your finances. Whatever it is that you're facing. All you have to do. Is seek me first. Just turn to me Asa, and I can heal your feet. That's the implication in scripture. The Lord was ready for Asa to return to him, to come back to him, to get it right. It didn't matter if it was the 15th year of his life or the 39th year of his reign. It didn't matter what the moment was. It was just a moment for Asa to return his heart to the Lord. And what does the Bible tell us Asa did? He turned more to the physicians, and he didn't turn his heart to the Lord. Now, I'm going to challenge your faith right now. I'm going to challenge you very personally as a pastor. If I was a doctor, I would tell you how to get well physically. If I was a coach, I would tell you how to excel recreationally. If I, if I was a businessman, I would tell you how to get your business right and in order so that you can profit. But I'm a preacher. And my job is to tell you just like mama would tell you. Get your faith right with the Lord. Trust the Lord by faith. So that in all of those other things that you have going on in your life, you can receive God's blessing, God's best, and you can move forward into what he has next. Don't miss the moment to turn to your intellect, your finance, your strength, your ability, your friends, your physicians, your politicians, your public policy, all of those things that are bombarding you as Christians. And I realize they're bombarding you as a child of God. And if you're not careful, you're going to lean way more into one cause or another cause or one ability or another ability or one thought or another thought. And I'm going to tell you. That the Bible says for you to move forward by faith as a child of God, lay those things down. And instead of trusting more in the physicians like Asa did, turn your heart back to the Lord. Because he's always willing to receive you, to change things in your life and to move you forward. Would you rather have the outcome that ultimately fell across Asa in his life? Because the very thing that he was unwilling to surrender to the Lord took his life. Two years later, he's gone and he slept with his fathers. What could have happened in his life if he had acted in faith toward God? You see, when we act in faith toward God, then, then, then we can see the Lord respond in faithfulness to us. This morning, I don't know what portion of your journey of faith you are on, but it's time to move forward. It's time to embrace what God has for you next. For some of you, it is a very clear step to repent of your sins, to ask Jesus to come into your heart as a living savior, not a dead man on a cross, but as a living savior, To change your ways and your heart so that you can follow him by faith. For some of you, salvation is step one. And that's very real. For some of you, it is a clean break with the past. It's today saying, today is the day that the Lord is speaking to my heart and I want to move forward by faith, putting the past in the past and moving forward into what God has for me. I don't want something that's crippled me to keep me crippled forever. I want God's healing so I can move ahead. That may be you today. Today, I'm gonna challenge you as you think about your commitment to the mission of God here in this city and this church's impact around the world. Begin to pray and think about this upcoming week. Lord, what can I give to help the work get started to repair this house and to make a difference in the next generation of families and people that God is going to bless as they move forward by faith? I think that on this Mother's Day, that's what mom would want. That's one of the best things that we all could give mom, but better than mom. That's the best thing we could give. To the Lord. Will you pray with me this morning? Father. In a very holy. Simple moment. Right now. We read in your word. Where it said. That when the people sought you earnestly. With all of their heart. And with all of their soul. You were found. By them. Today God. There are sons and daughters in this room. And online that need to ask Jesus to save them right now. Turning from the past, turning to Him as a living Savior, they need today, right now, by faith. And they are asking Him to come into their heart, to forgive them of their sins, to change their direction. And they are willing, even right now, to follow Jesus by faith. If that's you today, we want you to let us know that both in our online family and in this room. You can make sure to do that by acknowledging that in one of your cards or by visiting with one of us on the way out. But continue in our prayer. Today, God, there are children in this room and online who realize they need a break from things past. And a new direction for life moving forward. And they are turning to you by faith right now. God. Your eyes are searching for people like that. And right now you're seeing that in this room and in those online who genuinely are turning to you. And God, it's not about what other people think, what other people say. It's about what you think and what you say. Speak your truth into their lives right now as you set people free in Jesus' name. And Father, on behalf of the church, right now we have a big week before us, so we pray speak to our hearts about what you have for us to do as a part of your people gathered here in new orleans and impacting the world we thank you that you will respond when we act in faith to you it's in jesus name and all god's children said amen let me get you to stand to your feet this morning On this day, I can't think of a better way to express our faith than to talk about how God fights our battles. But he fights our battles when we, by faith, turn to him. And so I'm going to encourage you, pick up your 21-day reading plan. Make sure that you've downloaded that. Start today if you've missed out on it and do this next week. Begin to ask God to revive your soul, to help your faith catch fire so that you can move forward into what he has next. And then next week, I'm looking forward to May 16th as we begin to accomplish something great together. Let's celebrate and sing this anthem of faith as we close today.